The Monday Rewind. Alright, welcome along to the Rewind podcast. I'm Raf Giallo. You can get in touch with me on Twitter at RafTastico and also with Oshin Langan, who I'm sitting in for at Oshin Langan. He'll be back from Brazil very soon. On this week's Rewind podcast, there's Mayo versus Dublin reaction from Jim Gavin and Stephen Rockford. Dave McIntyre from Off the Ball caught up with both of them. And also, I'm speaking to Paddy Mulligan about the weekend's Premier League, including Manchester United's 3 1 defeat to Watford. But first up, it's reaction to the draw in All-Ireland Final. Replay is coming up in two weeks' time. A late Killian O'Connor point from Mayo managed to claw it back and actually force the game into another decider at Croke Park. Um, but first up, here's Dave McIntyre speaking to Stephen Rochford, the Mayo manager. Yeah, Stephen Rochford, thanks a million for taking the time to talk to us. I think this is the fifth interview you've done, so I'm just wondering, you've had so much time to compose yourself, gather your thoughts after what you've seen out there. What are your thoughts? What is your reaction to that? Um, you know, I suppose a, a certain amount done, uh, but a lot more to do, um, and a focus of improvement, and um, looking at, uh, you know, get into the, the, the smaller bits you're looking at, okay, um, tonight, recover, uh, pool tomorrow, uh, and set about, um, you know, um, planning for the October 1st. I don't think there could ever have been any doubt in the character of this Mayo team given as we said in commentary how many times they come back to the well again and again despite the defeats they've suffered over the years but then to concede two own goals in the first half of an All-Ireland final and still emerge with your hopes intact I mean what were you thinking I mean, any man of a superstitious nature might have well been thinking of the curse of 51 when you see uh, two of your defenders putting the ball into their own net Look I mean they're they're the breaks that that, 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 that come or go against you or, or, or go with you on, a, on another day but you know look um, I thought we were competing well uh, at that stage at the same time we would be disappointed with the amount of turnovers we had and bad turnovers being caught in possession um, and, and probably ones whereby we probably felt that Dublin didn't work us as hard to win back the ball we were just sort of um, not lethargic but just a, a, a little bit scrappy on it and um, you know we we uh, we looked about just trying to rectify that and having no regrets in the second half. And um, you look, you know, on, a, on another day, maybe we'd have won the game. And at the same time, you're looking at being three points down going into to injury time. So, look, mi- mixed emotions, but um, or, or mixed thoughts, should I say, because, um, you know, all our focus now needs to turn and, and will turn the next hour or so to October 1st. I know the conditions obviously played a massive role in the game, but overall, are you disappointed with the performance over the course of the 70 odd minutes? Um, I, I, I would. I would be disappointed with the. With, with certain parts of it um, you know obviously the concession of the two goals will be disappointing uh, even though that look they're, 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 the, the scrappiness of it um, was, was something that um, you know just it doesn't go with you um, but you know certainly the amount of turn wars we had um, leaves us you know with plenty to do and um, you know, as I said at the outset, um, the next two weeks will certainly be about improving our lot. Mm. At the build-up, was just going to be incredible again, I think. Look, the story that broke yesterday, we had it on the News Talk panel with DB. Um, it just grew legs with the Jim McGuinness situation. From a man who's part of the Mayo camp, who knew the second you'd heard any whisperings of it that it's 100% untrue. I mean, was this something that really annoyed you in the build-up, or were you able to park it and just stop it distracting you straight away? No, I, to be honest, it, didn't, uh, it certainly didn't distract us, um, you know... Uh, 
you know, Jimmy has 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 his own qualities, and you know, I mean, you know, a super super tactician, and and now all he brought it to Donegal. But you know, openly, I, I I've never met Jimmy McGuinness or, or spoken <laughs> to him, so I, I really don't know where the story came from. But look, it was something that was outside our control. Like I mean, you know, we we, we were focusing on kickouts, and you're focusing on uh, movement and tracking men, and there's plenty to Dublin offer you without worrying about what stories are are are, are, are doing the rounds and uh, stories will come and stories will go and uh, you know that you know it's 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 uncontrollable listen Stephen thanks so much for chatting to us best luck over the next two weeks and we'll we'll chat to you again in a couple of weeks time cheers Dave alright that was Mayo manager Stephen Rochford now it's time for Jim Gavin the Dublin boss he was also speaking to Dave after the drawn game Thanks so much for taking the time to chat to us. You're welcome, Dave. I just talked to Stephen Rocher there, and I was telling Joe he's up in the in the press box, and nobody in the stadium really knows how to feel when the full-time whistle mm. goes on a on a drawn game. Uh, you'd experience of it of the semi-final yeah. last year. What what was your reaction overall? Yeah, I think overall when we look back in the game, getting, we got two very lucky goals in the first half, and you know didn't really deserve the way we we're playing. Um, so the, the, the score didn't reflect our dominance in the game that's for sure um, we weren't that dominant and uh, yeah, they came out all credit them in the second half and, and put it up to us and, and, and closed the gap and I thought the Dublin players showed great composure resolve uh, mental resolve to to, to, um, to, to to push out again to three points but I think when we look back um, from the f- of the full expanse of the game that performance isn't good enough for Dublin mm. and uh, they didn't, we didn't deserve the game and I think we got all the, if there's any luck out there today we got it it is a Dublin team that does tend to start games pretty quickly and you've done that many times over the years but really Mayo for the most part owned the first five minutes of both halves of football today and what can you put that down to is it just the way some games tend to go it is yeah we're playing a quality side it's an Ireland final they threw everything and anything at us um, and thankfully we're, we're, we're leaving today um, not too disappointed in terms of, of, of not coming away with the title but um, that we're you know just happy to be to be still in the competition and that little bit of luck piece that we got, we got it today and you know we We've been in this position before. We drew them last year as well, not playing particularly well. So we need to go out hard at, at, at our performance piece and the standards that the players set themselves. And hopefully we can take something forward to build and build for two weeks. There's so much experience in this team of yours, and you become masters of playing the game, managing the clock when you find yourself with a lead heading into injury time. And and yet you manage to lose that three-point lead today. Is that something that's particularly annoying? As as maybe just for the first 24 hours of this build-up, I'm sure you have to put it out of your system pretty quickly. Yeah, um, but I don't think we're playing well enough, Dave. Over, over in, in the, even in that moment you know um, yeah, we were very stop start some great scores taken as well but I think when, you, when we look back we just weren't performing well enough and um, you know we didn't deserve to win it and uh, is the draw a fair reflection you know, we'd, we'd say we probably got a little bit of luck today and we're just glad to be back back in two weeks time yeah the old cliche goes when it comes to replays that the team with most room for, to improve tends to win the replay and from what you've said to us over the last two or three minutes you certainly feel that Dublin on the basis of what we've seen today have an awful lot of improvement to make well, we do, like uh, you know, Mayo through Everton, Alice, as I said, and uh, you know they'll, they'll improve as well. There's no doubt they'll, they'll have learnt a lot from today. But um, I can't really be too concerned about the opposition. We'll go after our performance and and, uh, and what happened and, and, and theirs that we can improve on. And, and uh, you know, if we don't improve. Simply, it won't be good up the next day. Can I ask you about the the kickout strategy? Because in the build-up to these games, I'm, I don't know how much you read or listen or watch the TV, but everybody talks about Stephen Clucks and yeah. the Dublin's kickout strategy. Everybody talks about how will Kerry disrupt that, how will mm. Mayo disrupt that, yeah. no matter who your opponents are. So, do you have to spend equally as much time trying to? outthink what the opponents might be thinking of doing or do you have to try and change things up with Stephen how much time is spent on game to game with exactly what you guys are going to do or do you just trust, trust the system and process that's been in place for so many years yeah well, there's, there's, there's always that piece of, of continuous refinement uh, in any of our plays and, and um, 
you know kick outs for and against or something that we obviously we look at but uh, you know we've got a very experienced back line there and you know they work it out themselves um sometimes it's probably an over an, uh, uh, over focus on, mm. on, on the kick outs uh, i thought both Stephen Cluxton and David Clark do well but theirs and both teams do well in their kick outs so I think generally speaking they, they break even look we get to do it all again yeah looking forward to it happy days to it. cheers <laughs> thanks really Jim best of luck cheers cheers all right, that was Dave McIntyre speaking to Dublin manager Jim Gavin. Now it's time for the weekend's Premier League action. I was speaking to former Chelsea, Ireland and Crystal Palace fullback Paddy Mulligan, starting off with Manchester United and then touching on the likes of Chelsea, Liverpool and then Manchester City as well. And this is coming up now. All right, I'm joined by former Ireland, Chelsea and Crystal Palace fullback Paddy Mulligan for our weekly review of the Premier League weekend. And sometimes it's Ireland, but... That won't be happening again until October. Um, Manchester United was probably the biggest shock of the weekend, in a sense. Maybe if it is a shock for some, maybe it isn't for others. Uh, they went down 3-1 to Watford. And Jose Mourinho just maybe, you know, he seems a little bit more diminished in maybe his demeanour. Yeah, I, I thought so in the, in the post-match interview as well yesterday. Uh, Raph, I thought that... Uh, he was very. He chose his words very, very carefully. Not yeah. like when he was at Chelsea, when he just lambast people, uh, including referees. But he, he, uh, he, he was very subdued yesterday. I thought, um, and I wonder is the confidence that that he that he's always exuded is that evaporating now? And uh, that'd be in his managerial uh, prowess because he had a very, very rough time at Chelsea, yeah. and has it left scars. And you can't help but learn from yeah. something like that. Well, you'd maybe, expect that yeah. he would be learning, but it, do, it doesn't appear as if he is learning. Yeah. Um, with the way that he's been setting up uh, the Man United team, for instance, um, Pogba uh, with Fellaini in midfield uh, uh, as as a two, I I wouldn't I certainly wouldn't agree with that. I don't know why 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 he's doing that. Uh, still playing Rooney, uh, is he afraid to is he afraid to drop Rooney? Yeah. Um, well, like actually, Rooney was somebody I really wanted to touch on. He doesn't deserve his place, from my opinion. In my no, opinion, at all, and, and hasn't I, done and for some time. I can't Raph. understand why successive managers keep putting him in the team. Now, yeah, sometimes he does go through a good run of form, but then he disappears again. It's been it's been years, Raph, in my opinion. I've been banging on about this for the last three to four years. Yeah, uh, and, and and it's been years since he's performed at any at any really high level. Now he's on the go an awful long time. Let's not forget that he's on the go around uh, 14, 15 years in, in in the Premier League from the time he was sixteen years of age. So that's got to that's got to take his toll as well. But he's nowhere near uh, the Wayne Rooney that we had uh, five, five, six years ago. Yeah. He's not getting around the pitch. He he can't get around the pitch. It's, a, it's as simple as that. And it's, it's, it's a pity because he, he, he was a smashing player. But 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 Wayne Rooney, for me, is an enigma because he's never, ever produced it for England in the Euro finals or in the World Cup finals. Mm-hmm. And now he's not he's not producing it for Man United and has not done so for, for quite a few years. So Mourinho now, is, is this is a test of just how gutsy he is and he's got to, He's got to make his mind up as to which way he wants this uh, team, to, uh, team to play. It's a so unlike a Mourinho team. Yeah, it's There's that, no defensive yeah. solidity. There's nothing. Nobody's been protected. There's nothing there. No uh, balance in midfield. No, that would, that would, sig- that would signify thing. that, that yeah. Mourinho ha- has, ha- has found any, any reasonable formula. And mm-hmm. there's nothing, there's nothing to, 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 to suggest that he, that he will. Now, uh, Pogba in midfield yesterday, to me, was a thundering disgrace. 16 passes he gave, he gave away. 16 times he gave the ball away a midfielder that's, that's a hundred million it, midfielder it just that. doesn't it just doesn't happen yeah but it, but he's making it happen so Fergie Fergie uh, the more you think about it the more Fergie was right when he let him go four or five years back yeah and uh, but we've said here from day one that I, I, I that we can't understand 
why United paid that money, paid any money mm-hmm. uh, to bring him back in from Italy because he was protected by the Italian system as well at, at Juventus. Don't forget that they're very, very defensive minded over there and they know how to defend. So therefore he could get out and, and do his little bit, uh, bit, bits of play uh, uh, now and again because I wasn't impressed with him. And he had a player like Pirlo beside him and he's actually an actual playmaker. Yeah, but yeah. sure, Pirlo was magnificant. And Vidal. That, we, that, took, yeah. that, took all, that took all the pressures right away. He doesn't have a Pirlo at Man United. No. Or, or anything, anything near it. You're looking at, at, at Fellaini. Fellaini shouldn't Michael Carrick is probably the nearest in that kind of yeah, role. But you're maybe. not talking about you're not talking yeah. about like with like when you're talking about Pirlo and Michael oh, no, Carrick. Of course not, you know, yeah. they're, they're they're absolutely poles apart, uh, in my in my estimation. But you're not going to get anything from Fellaini. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's as simple as that. And and he keeps persisting with with, with the two in midfield. Well, he's got to he's got to get he's got to get uh, three or four in midfield now, whether he, whether he likes or not. And he's got to get rid of Fellaini because he's just a, a, to me. I, I wouldn't have him. I wouldn't have him near the team. And certainly he can't play if if they're going to put all their eggs in into one basket with with the likes of Pogba. Well, they they better be pretty sure that Pogba plays to his optimum. If not, he could be he could be gone as quickly as arrived at Man United, and so could Mourinho. Yeah. I mean, this isn't this is this isn't any panic attack from 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 me today. But Mourinho now has lost an awful lot of games uh, since last August uh, twelve months uh, when he started off at Chelsea. He's lost around seven or eighteen games, approximately off the top of my head, approximately, and 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 that's that's a worry. That has to be a worrying concern, and maybe that's playing on on Mourinho's mind because he was very very subdued in the press conference uh, yesterday. Now maybe he's afraid that the hierarchy of Man United that he feels that he has to behave in a different fashion. Jose, you don't have to behave in a different fashion. You have to manage the way that you've always managed and do things and and make and make big brave decisions because unless you do that. You're 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 going to find yourself in, in deep trouble. Yeah, I suppose there's a question mark as well. A top manager, there's a, an idea that maybe they have a ten year run, um, and like Mourinho kind of started off around 2003, and maybe 2013 was probably the end of his peak, which I think was around just before Chelsea won the league again. Um, I wonder it maybe has he kind of his peak period has that started to come to an end because if this goes wrong at Man United. Where does he go next? Well, I mean, there's always some uh, some clowns out there who 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 will take a manager, <laughs> yeah. no matter how many clubs he's been at, and the, and the likes of Mourinho with, with with his proven track record. And he don't get me wrong, Mourinho has been an, an absolutely brilliant manager and still is. But he's got to start producing at Man United. The yeah. fans at Man United won't 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 stay uh, silent for 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 too much longer. They're not too, they're not totally enamoured with him anyway. So no, there were already a few after I think the first defeat. There were idiots already on Twitter, kind of going, "Look, yeah. he should be sacked," which yeah. was a bit far too soon, of course. Of course, of course, it is. But by the same token, you've got to look at what at what Manchester United are not producing at this moment in time, yeah. and they're not producing good football for for a start. Where where the Man United fans have been brought up on playing excellent football, uh, but that that is not the case now at the moment. And and he's got to. He's talking about that. There's pressure on the players. There's always pressure on players. That you put pressure upon yourself to go and play well, to go and do the right thing. So you know, forget about that sort of sort of stuff. Mm. Uh, and he, he's trying to be nice to the players. And he probably knows deep down that there's a few players there that really he, he sees no future for them. So he's well off. He can't get rid of them now. But he, be, he better be looking to January. Now all all of this should have been sorted out in the summer. There's plenty of time to go and sort all of this out. But whatever information he was he was getting from from people at at United, uh, 
uh, that he might, whose opinions they might, he might have respected. I'm afraid he's going to have to take another long, hard look at, at, the, at the playing personnel that he has there mm. because it's, not, it's just not up to scratch. Yeah, um, the other game that kicked off the weekend was Chelsea-Liverpool. Um, a slightly surprising result in some ways, although Liverpool have been in good form. 2-1 win. No, uh, I, Jordan, sorry. He, sorry, yeah, Jordan Henderson scoring a great goal and then before that, Coutinho's cross to uh, uh, Lovren at the back post was pretty peach And you know perfect. the worrying thing for, for Chelsea there was that yeah. four Liverpool players at the far post and nobody was marked. And... And, and David and, Luiz back in the defence. And David Luiz back in <laughs> marshalling defence as he always does, absolutely brilliantly, doing nothing. Yeah. Good man, David Luiz. You haven't you haven't lost your touch or your sense of humour. That's for that's for sure. But Liverpool totally outplayed uh, uh, Chelsea. Should have won 40, by more. 40, yeah. Should have won by more. By yeah. far the better team. They went, when they went two up, they 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 were three to four goals a better team. Um, they had a little blip in the second half where where uh, uh, Lalana uh, didn't strike Matic. Malich went to the end line, pulled it back and Costa at the near post knocked it into the back of the net. Gave Chelsea some hope but Costa was very quiet primarily because Liverpool were tight at the back by way of a change and and uh, Costa was getting absolutely no service whatsoever. Yeah. And a front man needs service. He was getting nothing from midfield. And and so uh, Conte has, has, has got huge concerns now. Um, not taking anything away from Liverpool but Chelsea Chelsea were pretty poor I think in fairness to Liverpool they did make Chelsea look pretty poor and don't forget that Chelsea went there last year and won 3-1 as well I wasn't surprised I, I, I went for the draw uh, I wasn't surprised that Chelsea or that Liverpool came out with the three points but I, I'd, I'd gone for the draw thinking that well Liverpool certainly would not get beaten by this Chelsea team no. and, and that's that's really how, how it Oddly enough, out. actually Chelsea it seemed like it was positive at the start of the season but then if you actually look at the two wins that they had were kind of very last minute things Costa kind of getting them out of trouble and then they drew and then now they've lost again and maybe obviously Conte's only just come in and he has to change the team around from what it was because it was a terrible season last season It goes to show you how badly yeah. missed uh, John Terry was yeah. uh, at organising the defence and and, and, and 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 the some of the, the the hierarchy at Chelsea wanted it, wanted it to get rid of him at the end of last season. Yeah, forget about it. He's he, he's been he's been immense for Chelsea, and and he's a player that you always want on your team. He's a real old-fashioned defender. He knows how to defend. Mm. He knows how to organise the defence. He knows how to talk people into position. And that was sadly lacking last last Friday night um, uh, against Liverpool. And Liverpool again took full advantage of it and were well deserving of, of, of the 2-1 win should it should have been should have been by more but uh, the worrying aspect of it for, uh, if, if you're a Chelsea supporter would be that I don't think that Conte has bought uh, Lewis I think that's been done from it's uh, an odd transfer Abramovich. Know, yeah. I think that's been done with Abramovich and paid 30 million for him Crazy stuff. Yes, he can hit a good free kick, and yes, there was a concern that he might have hit a good free kick uh, the other night against Liverpool, totally against the run, the run of play, and stick it in the in the in the roof of that. But that didn't materialise, and that, your David Luiz can't even hit a ball properly. I mean, he goes and, and breaks nearly breaks his nose uh, off of 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 Manny. So it was just crazy stuff from him on, on, on the other night. No, no defensive authority, no organisational skills. Yeah, uh, from Liverpool's point of view, though. There's a growing optimism, as there often is when they put a few wins together, um, and there's title talk begins. Uh, silly talk, silly talk. Yeah, it's still er- too early to say oh, whether that's true yeah, or not. But no. do you like the direction they're going in? Yes, and I think I, 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 what they have to get now is, is plenty of consistency. And they've got Hull this weekend, and they've got to go and beat Hull. 
Uh, it's as simple as that. Like they should have been beaten Burnley and they didn't do that. And that's the worry with Liverpool that they'll beat the top teams, they'll beat the Arsenal's. They should have beaten Spurs at White Hart Lane, but you'd be happy as a Moles with, with a draw. But the way the game went, really, they should have had the three points from Spurs. But then they go and they they flounder against the likes of Burnley. So they've got Hull this weekend. Then they've got Swansea, I think it is. And 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 you'd be hoping that that Liverpool will pick up six points. But their attitude has got to be the very very same as it was against Chelsea the other night, as it was against Spurs, as it was against the Arsenal. Because if it's not. Well, then they'll be if they'll the same be, as they'll be the also Burn- they'll be the also yeah, round. If they'll it's be the same no, against Burnley as yeah. they did, yeah, when they lost, yeah, yeah they, they they have to go and do that. And you see what's after happening to Burnley uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> since they picked up the the handy three points against Liverpool. You yeah. know, Ch- Chelsea hammered them three nothing, just for instance. So, you know, if if if, if and yes, I, I think that Klopp is going in the in the right direction. I think the players are now beginning to realise um, just what is required, um, and and once they realise that, and once they once they start performing. Well then, they've they've got a chance of having a, of having a good season. Yeah, I suppose finally the other the one result that actually other than those kind of two big ones that did jump out was Everton's three one win at middle or at home to Middlesbrough. Um, compared to the Martinez team, I think they probably would have lost that game had they gone one nil down. No, oh, there's lots of games that that uh, under Martinez that they would have yeah. lost and 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 did and and and. Uh, didn't didn't uh, maybe maybe would would have gotten a draw at the at, at the very best, which is unacceptable for Everton Football Club, at, at, especially uh, playing at Goodison. Yeah. I mean they they always t- reckon that uh, Goodison was a fortress, and 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 they and they made it so. And look at it was, uh, was smashing the go and see uh, Everton go and play the, the way they played, and he's cottoned on that that Barkley needs to work at his game, just like Jack Wilshere needs to work very very hard at his game, mm. and so and so has Barkley got to uh, work hard at his game. I've been saying this for a long time that they're all talking of Barty. I said he's not anyway near the finished article until he starts producing on a, on a regular basis. Uh, we, we just have to, uh, the jury is very much out on him. But now, Coleman uh, uh, now has seen uh, the same thing, that look, he's not he's not what he should be. He's got to work an awful lot harder. He's got to work at, at, at his fitness levels an awful lot better as well and his touch and, and be aware of where people are. And, and once he starts getting that into his game, He's, he's got a chance but it's only a chance because he's around a long time now because mm. I's a young lad and Wiltshire is young they're around a long time in the Premier League you know they don't need any more they're around two or three years and beyond it so they don't need any more time it's not as if they come from the first division or, 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 or the second division or the championship or, or come from a, 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 a team in Portugal in, 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 the, in the second division no these, these, are, these are Premier League players and, and they, they've proven that in the past, but they've got to work an awful lot harder at, at their game. Wiltshire seems to be in no man's land uh, down in Bournemouth. Uh, yeah. And uh, he, was, he, was, he was very, very poor um, against City. But then we, uh, everybody is talking up Guardiola now. And, uh, but what, what, and what people tend to forget is that last season, Pellegrini's Manchester City beat Bournemouth 5-1 and Sterling got a hat-trick. So all they've done is the very same thing. They've won by four. All they've done is the very same thing. And they they'd, they'd had these type of results under Mancini as well in the in the month of September and in August. So let's see now into the new year when things start getting tough. And uh, at the moment, I think that a lot of City players are playing way above their station. And we'll see when the whole thing settles down. And if, and if that's a Guardiola effect, well, uh, so be it. Mm. But it, 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 the the test has yet to come. Uh, for City and and it's it, and it's going to be a big test. Now it was a, it was a good win on Saturday for the simple reason without Silva and Aguero, and uh, you know to have those two top quality players out is, is a big ask. But let's not forget who they were playing. They were playing Bournemouth, who I tipped at the start of the season to be relegated, and for all and of course Guardiola is patronising when he says that. Well, oh, they're the best team we've played this season. Bournemouth, the best team. 
you know, you're, you're being you're being very patronising there, uh, Mr. Guardiola. I'm, I'm afraid because uh, Bournemouth are, are, are they 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 even, could have eighty uh, percent really poor Stoke and Sunderland sides. Like both of them gave them more trouble than yes. Bournemouth did. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and Bournemouth, Bournemouth are very very poor. Yeah, uh, un- unfortunately, because we got Harry Arter in there, and we we want him to we want him to start doing well. But look at that, that's where that's where Bournemouth are. But they start talking about Eddie Howe because he's an English he's an English man, and oh, he's going to be this and he's going to be that. He's going to be future Arsenal there. manager. I heard well, right, something well, something, and then like I can't really see that because if Wenger is one of those kind of old school managers who's in charge of every aspect of the club. Yeah. You don't go from managing Bournemouth to then going to a Champions League club and taking over every aspect of the club. You'd have to change Arsenal around, of course. bring in directors of football and stuff, yes. if Eddie Howe, if he's good enough to be at that level. Yeah. There was a song out years ago, Frank Sinatra and Nancy Sinatra uh, uh, made it, Something Stupid. And that's, oh, I know that's, that song, yeah. That's what it would be. Yeah. You know, if you if you put Eddie Howe in, in, into Arsenal Football Club, but under no circumstances could that happen while Wenger is there. Yeah, it was just rumours. Thank, thank God for sensibility with Mr. Wenger on, yeah. on occasions. And they they did very well on Saturday against Hull. It's not easy yeah, to go to Hull. They're picking, up, and they're picking up wins now after that Liverpool defeat now. And yes, they and got a, like they didn't play well in Paris, but they got a good result in the yeah, end. Yeah, they eked out a draw. Maybe a few years ago they would have got beaten. Probably by Paris yeah, Saint-Germain, four, you know, four nil or four yes. one, four two, but something. No, yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe the penny is beginning to drop with some of these players at Arsenal. Yeah, and he has bought well. I think Xhaka looks like yeah, Xhaka looks a decent he, player. Once yes, he fits in properly. Mustafi seems to be a good buy at centre half. As yeah, well. Mustafi will will, yeah. will defend. Yeah, that that Arsenal have not been doing for a long time. Even with even with Mertesacker in there as a World Cup winner with with, with Germany, I mean, he, he's he, I think he's a terrible defender and Koscielny as well. But you know. Maybe Mustafi will will, will organise the defence an awful lot better than what these lads have been doing. And then Arsenal win the league. I don't think so. <laughs> no, nobody, I don't think nobody so. sees it. Nobody sees that at all. No, no. Um, yeah. But maybe maybe that's the time when they will win it. When nobody when nobody sees if it. City I, fall, I if City fall City fall apart, then it's maybe Arsenal or Tottenham. Maybe. And yeah, well, City are yeah. what two points or ahead of Everton, even. and they're they're yeah. they're five points ahead of, of, of Arsenal and sort of the the chasing pack, if you like, and and. It's nothing. Two games. Yeah, the whole thing can be well, can be swung around. They, so I think they nothing. won their first four or five games last season, and then they ended up finishing fourth. So yes. it doesn't necessarily. It doesn't. Mean no, much exactly, yet. exactly. So it's far too early to go and call that. It just depends on which team gets the gets the consistency. And I, I just smile when I hear, hear commentators saying that. Well, which team is the most hungry? Every team should be hungry, in one in one shape or another, to go and perform. So I don't think hunger comes into it. I think that it's it's it's, it's the desire. To, to go and, and, and win and go and play to the very best of your ability yeah. and that should be the case in, in every game it won't happen every game because you, your opponent just might be better than you on the day and that's fine but you roll your seas up again and you go again certainly do uh, Paddy Mulligan thanks for coming in a pleasure indeed Raf. thank you Alright, that was me speaking to Paddy Mulligan about the weekend's Premier League and that's it for this week's Rewind podcast Oshin Langan will be back next time so thanks for listening in The Monday Rewind Thank you.